Welcome to the Healing Ninjas podcast, a space dedicated to highlighting the healing stories of everyday people. This podcast is not a replacement for professional support. This podcast may contain content that may be graphic, violent, or traumatic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. The goal of sharing these stories is to help you, the listener, hear how people have struggled in various ways and the steps they have taken to become healing ninjas, individuals who are seeking to master the art of healing. Healing is not a linear process. We all have our ups and downs. This podcast aims to create a brave space for people to share and learn from one another. I'm your host, Hernan Carvente Martinez. Welcome to the Healing Ninjas community. Hey everyone, Hernan here with another episode of Healing Ninjas. And I just want to take a second to say how happy I am to record this next episode uh, with Anabel Vizcarra, um, a woman who I've had the pleasure of now getting to know. And I start out by calling her a woman, but ultimately she's she's becoming an hermana. She's like pouring into my spirit, pouring into me as a person. And I just really am honored to be able to hold space for you on this podcast, for you to be able to talk about you, your work, and just for showing up for me too, um, especially the last couple of days, because as people have probably seen on the Healing Ninjas Instagram stories and everything, my energy has been fluctuating up and down, but um, Annabelle has poured into me as a human being. So Annabelle, gracias for just being you, for being down to connecting with me and for being willing to be a part of the podcast. Thank you, Hernan. I'm very, very happy and and I feel really grateful that you have to share and to share this space together and and see what comes through in this conversation and you know and it's been really nice to see you also go moving through your process the last few days and because that is also something so human and real right that we go through so I love that I love your transparency and your authenticity in it so thank you no thank you for seeing that acknowledging it um I think from the very beginning, Anna, you have been very much just someone who has leaned into me as a person. And because of that, I, I wanted to connect with you and I wanted the world to also know more about you, more about your work, your practices, but more importantly about Annabelle. And, you know, part of the thing about this podcast, as I've told you before, is that I am trying to capture real stories, real people, right? Like we all have our professional lives and we have things that we're going through um, on the I guess the the piece that we want to show to the world, right? On social media and things. But all of that came from somewhere, right? All of the pieces of us that make us who we are um, influence the things that we do now. And so just want to kind of like start off with that and, and ask you if you could please tell our audience a little bit more about you. You know, who's Annabelle? Uh, de donde eres? You know, where are you from? And and also just um, why Healing Ninjas is, is a platform that, that you were willing to pour some of your time into. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you. So I am a Mexican background. Um, you know, I, I, I'm from Sinaloa, from Mexico, and I grew up there until nine years old. And so I had like an awesome, you know, it, it's a little pueblo life. And it was it was really beautiful. Um, at nine years old, we came here to the States and and my father was murdered. And so mm -hmm. that that made my mom kind of decide, like, am I going to go back to Mexico where we were living or am I going to stay here? Because it's four of us. I'm the oldest. Mm. And so she didn't speak English. She didn't know how to drive, you know, and, and she was here 
um, luckily our our dad had had uh, bought a property that year, you know, that he was working on. And so, you know, we ended up staying there and then mom got a job and it was really rough, you know, growing up in that we didn't know any English, went into school, you know, and experienced all the like bullying sort of thing. Mm. And, um, and then in high school for me was a really, it's when I actually started to realize that like my dad wasn't going to come back, that it was, you know, it was done because in Mexico, he would leave for six months for a year and come work in the fields or come in, you know, just do the work and then go back. So mm. we were kind of used to him being gone for lengths of time. But, um, you know, when I went into high school, I realized like, oh, wow, like he really is gone. And so I started to go through a grieving process. And and that grieving process, what it brought me to was like to look for God. You know, it was like, it was this desire to look for God, to find it. So I went through a bunch of religions trying to find the one, you know, kind of feels like dating sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> right? But like I went through all these religions and and I studied religion um, because I really wanted to tap in. I knew deep inside of me that there was something greater. And, and even now my mom, uh, you know, has told me that when I was little, I used to say like, I'm here for something different. Like, I'm not here to be like everyone. And at that time, I interpreted that as a successful woman in the world as we see it. So I thought, you know, I am here to succeed because coming from that um, more of a, a you know, a immigrant background, you know, there was a lot of uh, poverty in, in my line and, and all this stuff around money. So for me, it was like, well, if I want power, then it means I have to have money, you know? And so that sort of took me on another journey and not being able to go to university because I had to get a job being the oldest mm. um, then. And that was like really heartbreaking for me because I wanted to be so many things. I wanted to be a journalist. I wanted to be a preacher. I wanted to be all these things. Right. Which interestingly enough, I am now. <laughs> you know? It all now, came together. Yes. Every, you know, it's like, it starts to make sense. And this is something and, and this is why I love being on these platforms where you're talking to even people who are another generation than I am, because a lot of times we feel lost. We feel like, oh, I'm doing this and this and nothing ties together. It seems to be like different things or why is life putting me through this? But when, when you start to know yourself and go deeper into that with patience, it all begins to make sense. Life mm. always makes sense looking back but it doesn't make sense looking forward. Mm. So, you know, so we have to trust that all of these things that are coming our way are shaping us into what our, our purpose is, what our calling in the world is. So, um, you know, so at that time I, I, I was 18, graduated high school, you know, and, and I went into real estate and, uh, and going into real estate was kind of like that. Oh, I, you, you can make money. You can. So I, I worked, my butt off, you know, and, and I wanted to really give opportunities to my brothers and sisters. So they were all working for me or, you know, in the company. And I uh, founded a, um, I had my own brokerage, uh, my own mm. uh, real estate brokerage, and it was, it did really well. So I had the cars, I had the bank account I had. So I was like on top of the world, like, yes, I have made it. <laughs> you know? mm. <laughs> and then I got married and I got married and and I had a, I had a son 
And what happened was that when my son was born, we started to experience the market change, the market crash. You know, this was uh, back in 2007. And so part of me was uh, really, you know, why I wanted to save the business. I kept thinking it's going to change. It's going to change. So I went through my savings, you know, trying to like keep the company going. And until I had nothing, like literally had like zero in the bank, um, Mm. I just went through it. And so what that created for me was like all that power that I thought that I had, it kind of begin to make me feel like what I am not worthy. Like I am Mm. what's happening. Like I started to just really break down and my marriage started to break down because it was also, you know, held up by the ability to make money. You know, and so when the money was gone, the respect of my family was gone as well, because now I couldn't pay them, you know, and, and, and because I couldn't pay them, I could no longer control what they did either, you Mm -hmm. know, as the Mm -hmm. oldest, (laughs) because when someone's on your payroll, you know, and you're coming from that place, you're like, you got to do this, you got to do that. Right. So, um, so once it took all that away, life, this was like my life humbling, you know, and, and. What happened for me was that I was in a in a depression and I I started to feel really down and, and went through my divorce, all lost the business, just everything was like like domino effect, just losing everything. But the only thing that I had that was so precious to me was my son. Mm-hmm. And I remember waking up one morning and saying, if it's not about the money, what is it about? And what am I going to teach my son? Because I don't want him to grow up thinking that it's about the money, you know, or that it's about that external success, because obviously it could be, it was taken from me from one month to the next, you know, all those years of hard work. And so I began my journey of going into, I I went in and I studied Ayurveda, which is a, it's a Hindu medical system. Mm -hmm. And I, that's kind of where I started to go back in and, and remembering that when I was in Mexico, I used to love like everything that had to do with like with the herbs and, you know, just all these different modalities. And I used to love hearing stories. So it kind of started to, to take me on this journey of like, where wh- where do I want to go? And then the grief came back. And what's interesting, Hernan, is that actually when I had my son, and you can interrupt me at any time, okay, because mm-hmm. I, I just keep no, talking please. forever. After when I was giving birth to my son, I started having memories in that in the labor. Like there was these flashes of memories that were coming up as well. And it was all these repressed memories that I had about painful stuff. Mm. And, you know, and of course, at that moment, I didn't realize what it meant. It was just sort of like, okay, let's move move it along. Right. And but all this started to come back and and I started to feel like, wow, this is getting worse. Right. Because and and what I've realized is like healing always gets worse before it gets better. Yeah. You know, and I think we don't hear that often enough because sometimes that's what keeps us from going through the healing is that it starts to feel worse. And you're like, wait, I'm doing something wrong or I'm not or I'm not moving through this i'm stuck in this Mm -hmm. and that's actually not true it's when it starts to get worse and you're supporting your process you know that's actually when you're moving through the the thickest of it right like through Mm -hmm. the thick of it and 
So, so I, uh, you know, at that time as well, I um, was in another relationship and, um, and through, and, you know, through that being in that very loving relationship, because this man was, is amazing. And being in that relationship actually allowed me to soften, you know, because I was kind of like this, like, this woman that I had seen my mom be like, you know, victimized by my dad. My dad was a womanizer, you know, kind of like the Sinaloense culture thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so for me, it was like, I'll never be that woman, you know, I'll never be that woman. And so that meant I had to be the other woman that was like tough. tough. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you and I talked about this last time about like how I have this this uh, thing that I say that we learned our emotional intelligence through novelas. Yes. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Con las so, novelas. Con las novelas. Yeah. Because, you know, our parents didn't have that capacity and, and we need to learn it somewhere, you know? So, so for me it was like, I'll never be like esa llorona uh, victima, you know, like I'd rather be the villain because she gets what she wants, you know, and, and she doesn't put up with shit. And right. so, so for me, it was kind of like I was in that mode and that's the mode that was making money. That's the mode that was getting things done. And when I began my healing journey, I started to unravel the layers of conditioning around that. You know, mm -hmm. I started to feel like that's not sustainable and it's not sustainable as a woman either because we're built for we're built for a full spectrum, right? Like from a very loving, nurturing space to also being fierce about what we believe in and what we want to stand up for. Yes. And so that, you know, took me into a womb shamanism journey. So I, I studied, um, I went in on an apprenticeship with womb shamans for about six years. And then I taught for their school uh, for a few more years. And I also came across a system called the Jinkies or Claves Geneticas, because I'm, I'm really trying to expand this into our Spanish-speaking community yes, because I please. feel it's such a treasure, yes. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and, and I use that wisdom of the Jinkies along with the feminine principles, you know, that, that I've learned and, and, you know, and all that is like working through like uh, lineage work. There's a lot of lineage work that happens in womb shamanism where, you know, we understand that even though we stand here, our bodies stand here, we are really a chain of an expression, right? So we yes. are our mothers, our grandmothers, and we're also the children we birth. And so when you can, when you can tap into the healing of yourself, you're actually healing forward and you're healing backwards. And that's not a new concept. You know, native traditions have been saying this. Right. So womb shamanism, what I love about it, first of all, is that there's no appropriation. Why? Because we all have our wounds and we all have our haras, which is the male version of that womb space. And it's about it's an internal knowing. It's about getting to know yourself, mm -hmm. you know, getting to 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 tap into the connection of yourself with the divine source, you know, and there's no intermediary like there is no priest or guru or you know any of that it's that you as you heal as you begin to know yourself on a deeper level what begins to open is is that connection with god or the divine or mother earth whatever the divine means for you it begins to inform you and that's where you find what you are here to walk because that's what you are doing in in essence the divine's will not your will you know and so that's where we we find like 
that we take others into consideration, mm -hmm. we take the earth into consideration. It's not just a selfish journey. And, mm. and so for me, it's really been a story of going from the, that abuse of power, you know, of that, that uh, manipulative power, like that aspect of it, to distilling it and going through the fires of alchemy to find the true essence of power, which is to be in collaboration with the divine in everything that I do and everything that I share. Mm. And through that, because I am blessed to be in a woman's body, because it yes. really is a blessing, <laughs> you know, I get to participate in other aspects of what being a woman in this world is as well, you know, which is birthing children, which is birthing projects, which is birthing and, and also like having that touch, you know, that that woman uh, gentleness, because there's so much power in gentleness. You know, we're always talking about um, this like kind of like fierceness and this, you know, mm -hmm. kind of boss bitch vibe, you know, and and we don't understand that those are all outfits we get to wear, but they're not who we are. Mm -hmm. You know, they are tools that we can access, but they're not who we are. And, you know, who we are really in essence to be able, and, and, and I feel this is the greatest thing of all is to be able to find the inner peace, yes. you know, so whatever that means for each of us, because we all have different journeys and, and, you know, and, and so here I am today, you know, having to work through a lot of lineage healing and it's a, always a, a journey, you know, it's always deepening. Um, I'm never a finished product. You know, we're always, it's like we were saying before we started recording, it's like we all have shit days, you know, That's but right. life is not, for me, I've come to realize like life is not meant to be easy. It's not easy. It's not easy being human, you know, with all this, these systems and all this oppression that is, that has been created in the world. It's not easy, but when we learn to support our process, we can create more ease, more grace around how we move through it you know, mm -hmm. and, and not be overwhelmed and overtaken by the world and, and really build that human resiliency that is our birthright, because we are resilient as fuck. We are so strong, Preach. Yes, you know, but we, we've been learned, we've been culture out of that. You know, we've been sort of like, it's like this forgetting that we have forgotten where we come from. We have forgotten that, you know, the divine stands with us. Like mm -hmm. we are never alone in this world, as lonely as it feels sometimes. We are never alone. But that's the journey of healing is that coming to that remembering, like knowing like all of my body knows that it is not alone, that I belong wherever I am because I am in my body. Mm. You know? And and it's so, um, yeah, and now I get to share that with others. You know, I get to Really, and, and really, that's what I feel like my job is, like what you were even saying at the beginning of this is like, I, I, my job is to speak life into others, speak life into what has been forgotten, because you already know all this, like you, like me, we already knew all this, mm -hmm. but the healing is the remembrance, you know, it's not like we're cutting off or like, oh, I don't like this about myself, let me get rid of it. It's like, I don't like this about myself. What is the, the message in that? Like, how could I make myself better through that? Mm. You know, not, not cutting off shit we don't like. Because yeah. most of our power is trapped in the things we don't like about ourselves. And when we reject that, we're also rejecting the power that lies inside of them. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Annabelle. I just wanna I just wanna tell you how much I appreciate you. And I hope for whoever listens to this episode that you feel all the energy that I was feeling as you were speaking. Because you were legit like pouring hella energy, <laughs> hella energy. And I think one of the beautiful things that you really broke down for people listening was just your own journey and how you went through different teachings and, and things that you were taking in that were in some way or another opening up a world of different parts of you that perhaps you had not connected to, or as you were saying, you know, you were remembering things that other people or institutions or oppressive systems that exist in some way, maybe, you know, nullified and, or, you know, just made you think didn't exist. And I really like how you describe in the beginning too of, of your journey, this, this place where most of us come to sometimes, right. Which is we tie ourselves to our jobs. We tie ourselves to our everyday lives, to the things that are physically next to us or around us, material things, money, um, or, or even just specific people in our lives and kind of forget the connection that we're supposed to have with ourselves. As you were talking, I was just like unable to interrupt because I was like reflecting internally how much I avoid acknowledging my own divine light, you know? And as I was listening to you, I was also thinking about all the other individuals whose episodes we've recorded and just how many of them in many ways have always come to this point where they're struggling to find the thing, the thing that's going to motivate them, the light or the the turning point or the aha moment that's going to lead them to feel better. And I always feel like a party pooper when I tell people, yeah, it doesn't work like that. You know, you don't just hit a point and it's like, yeah, I'm great now. I feel better, you know, and, you know, I legit, y'all, like I'm talking about it from like present moment, like while recording this, I've been going through it the last couple of days. But when you said that, and you broke it down from your own sort of experience. It made me really think about all of our podcast guests to date and just how much even them sharing here in this space is creating that generational healing cycle, both forward and then also the healing that hasn't taken place for generations prior. Yes. And I love that, right? I love that concept. I love the fact that we are able to think about it in those terms and even though I am here holding a space, you know, to to have conversations around this, like I have to admit, even even then, there are still these like very strong um, inclinations or or very negative leanings that I have mentally as I try to heal. Especially because I am Latino, I am a man, you know. I woke, you know, I was raised hella machista, and so I would really want to ask you as you're doing this work, right? Like, hell yeah you're doing it from the perspective of a woman. And one of the things that you also said was that men also have a womb. Like we have our own version of a womb. And what does that mean for you, for your work or, you know, your, your son, you know, like what is that in the context of these conversations around healing, we have women or, you know, others who identify the they, them or in any other gender, non-binary, but we've had men who identify as men who've like started to show up to this podcast and, I'm trying to get a lot more of them to come out. Yeah. But when you think about some of the practices, um. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, but when you think about some of the teachings and practices that you've, that you've sort of now enveloped yourself in, what are some things that we should keep in mind for, for other men who might listen to this, which I hope they do, because 
again, you're pouring into me as a human being in ways that, again, sometimes I miss uh, from just people in my everyday life. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Hernan. Yeah, you know, I it, it's such a layered answer, right? So I'll try to do it justice <laughs> with the, with this. But you know, I feel like there's there's a there's an aspect of us, you know, like we are. Well, one, I want to acknowledge the privilege that our generation has to be here doing this work, right? Because even though you know, like we can look at back at like how we were so fucked up by how our parents brought us up, mm-hmm. right? And there's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't make them bad parents. It just makes their impact acknowledged. You know, there was an impact that was done, and that's our responsibility. Um, and it, and also we are in a privileged position to be able to ask even these questions, you know, mm-hmm. to even consider that, well, how can I heal myself? You know, when in the past that wasn't even because we're in such a survival state, you know, it was about how am I going to make money to feed my kids and, you know, all the, this struggle, right. This struggle that depending on what our background is, it's typically the story. And, I feel like, you know, there's so much oppression in the world today, but really it's, it's all this, it's almost like these layers of it, right? So we have like oppressive systems. Then we have like our, like how our genders are oppressed, the stories around that. Then we have like how humans are oppressed or stories around that, you know, and it kind of like goes deeper and it goes deeper. And this Mm -hmm. is why I feel like every journey is a descending journey. So you know mm-hmm. how you, like people talk about like enlightenment and ascension and transcendence. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm like, yeah, no, that's because maybe that's the story for someone else. And I'm not discounting that, but I know that that was not the story for me and the people that I work with. For me, it feels like actually the story is going down, going deep into the roots, you mm. know, finding the roots, healing the roots, because any plant that is sick, what you don't just like try to fix the flowers or the leaves, you actually go to the soil, right? Like you're, you're gonna, you're gonna go tend to the soil. And for me, that's where we go. So, so even as you know, you and I are different in that I identify as woman, you identify as man, and we have our stories have different struggles, different oppressive systems, you know, that that we're binded to, there's also an uh, eternal truth that we come from the same place. Mm-hmm. You know, that that divine light that you're speaking of is for all of us. It doesn't choose who it gives itself to. It's kind of like the sun. The sun doesn't choose. I'm going to shine on you today and not you today. Right. Like it really is shining. And then the clouds are in the way. But the sun is there. And that's the same sun that we each have inside of us. Mm. You know, that's kind of the reference. That, and, and I don't know if you've heard this as above, so below, because There's always, we're in a holographic universe that everything that we exist inside of us is like pictured outside of us as well. Mm -hmm. And because we're holographic beings, it helps us having images outside. So even that like referencing the sun, knowing that there's a sun that's always shining inside of me, there's just clouds and weather which we can call emotions, feelings, Mm -hmm. trauma, you know, that are kind of clouding that light. But my my work is to dive dive into what are those what why are those clouds there or what how can I what can I do to support that process because that sun that is inside of you is is inherent to all of us so that's in in that womb space that we're talking about that we share that it doesn't mm-hmm. care if you have a penis or you have a 
you know, a, a vagina. That's not, it has nothing to do with that. But when we touch that place, that place begins to express itself onto the world. And now my expressing vessel is a woman, mm-hmm. you know, so there are things that I have to work on as a woman. And there are also gifts that I have as a woman, just like there are gifts that you have as a man that you can express because you are a man on the, in the world. Mm. Right. So it's almost like this, like going in and then coming out. And, and I love to give this image and, you know, for your audience as well is that most of our world has been functioning from the mind. You know, it's been like all mind-based, you know, knowledge. I want to know more. I want to build or, you know, Mm -hmm. it's really, our society really um, values intellect, right? Or how well studied you are and, you know, all that stuff. But what's happening is that we're actually going through a phase and we've gone through this as, as humanity story. We always have these like points in history where things just shift, right? Where plagues come, where, you know, something happens that it shifts the consciousness. And I really believe that is what's happening right now. It's that our reality that was created from the mind is being shattered. Mm. You know, it's being shattered because it's no longer working. It's not sustainable. And so all of our shit that was kind of repressed is coming to the surface. All these you know, things around race, around gender, around yes. inequality. Mm-hmm. So it's all kind of, you know, coming up to be looked at, like, heal me, look at me, you know, here I am. And yet we are, what I believe is that we are being asked to move down into the heart space, you know, to go from the mind into the heart space, to learn how to open our hearts again, because many of us are defended in our hearts. Many of us have experienced a world that has been harsh, you know, betrayal that we've had to close because that was the safe thing to do. So it's about finding safety within our bodies first, Mm -hmm. right? Because that's where the safety begins and then beginning to, to cultivate that. And ultimately, this is a really beautiful space. And I believe that this is the space that men are opening, you know, which is the we've in, in, I don't know about you and I know you said that a couple of men have come on here, but there's so many men around me now, including yourself, who I see and I feel are really coming into this heart space, you know, this place that maybe wasn't allowed before, you know, that maybe was like, oh, stop being a mandilon or, or, uh, you know, all these things that, that culturally, you know, were saying shut down, shut down, signaling to shut down, right? And so now it's like being okay, well, oh, wow, it's actually okay to feel and, 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 and cultivating that. And ultimately, the next step of that is going deeper into that womb space that I'm speaking of, which is where all the trauma of our ancestors, of Mm. the earth, everything is imprinted in that space. And that's where, you know, we begin to do more of the, uh, yes, the emotional, but I really feel the emotional is more in the heart space. When we drop down, that's where we begin to go into the lineage work, into the you know, like, what am I here to do? What is my calling in the world? You mm. know, where, and that restoring that communication with source that informs how you show up in the world. And, mm. you know, and, and for me, it's so important because ultimately the purpose of my work is unity, you know, mm. and, and you and I talked about this. It's like, it's not about, for me, I don't consider myself a feminist and, and I don't consider myself a feminist in the term that is out there. 
because I do believe in in equality. If we're, we're working at the same place, you know, that kind of stuff. But I don't believe that men and women are equal because we have different gifts to offer. You know, mm. we we are here as a as this beautiful dance together to create, to birth, not you know, I could show you that I could birth better or, or I could do this better or, or, you know, um, there's this, there's this thing now that, it, that I saw the other day that I was like, oh my goodness, um, that said, whatever, whatever a man can do, I can do bleeding, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because it's like the woman's menstruation, right? But it's like, wow, when we're menstruating, we're, we're, we need to be so gentle and soft with ourselves and allow the body to really um, to go through its process of renewal. We don't need to be out there working out or, you know, trying to prove ourselves that we're worthy just like men. So it's very fascinating because healing has so many aspects of it, which mm-hmm. is why there is no one way to go. You know, there is no one prescription, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's about following what is present for you in this moment and whatever the struggle, the challenge is that is present, that's a doorway mm. into a deeper healing. Oof. So our challenges are really, you know, blessings in disguise, you know, that they're pointing us. They're pointing us to where we need to go. They are pointing us to where we need to go. And when you were describing that, especially when you were painting this very beautiful image of, you know, kind of seeing the sun as the light that we all hold, that's always there, that never goes anywhere. It's always going to shine. The world might turn, clouds might come, but the sun will be the sun. And, you know, people can go very literal and be like, well, the sun at some point will be a star and it'll explode like everything else. Great. (laughs) But at the point- (laughs) We'll be in another incarnation by then. (laughs) You said it right there, right? Like part of what has been beautiful about just that imagery in my head, and and I just want to like give you kudos too for your ability to- give such beautiful image to what healing looks like, despite some of it sounding scary. When you think about clouds, you think of darkness and gloominess, you know, that there is beauty in descension, right? Like going into the roots, going into the soil, going into some of that dark spot. And it's funny because you said that, and 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 part of what I have been really thinking a lot about has been around how dark it's gotten since this healing process started for me about two years ago since I attempted suicide, right? Like it got really dark and then just kept getting darker. And I hadn't really started seeing light up until maybe a couple of months ago. And I've said that in previous episodes, right? And I think this past two weeks, I've been enveloped again in darkness because I spoke in a different conversation um, where I unpacked some stuff around domestic violence and cycles of violence that I was stuck in. And I realized that like, I had never spoken about this in this level of intention, right? It's part of a conversation. And I've been really, I guess the wording would be raw since then. Like all of a sudden, I felt like I opened a shit ton of doors that I hadn't opened. Mm-hmm. And so when you describe that, and, and I really want to like emphasize that for our listeners, right? That like we have these moments where we're opening doors, we're opening different parts of us. And sometimes we don't like what we see when we open that door, right? It gets really scary. And we look in through that door and sometimes think whatever this darkness, whatever this being is that is in here, you know, I, I need to close the door. And and sometimes it's really, and I've said this before, right? That sometimes it's not darkness. It's we're just, we're just, we just have our eyes closed to what is behind that door. 
-hmm. And we don't let that light in. We don't let ourselves see what is really there enough for us to be able to acknowledge it and then accept it and then keep having these intentional, deep, rude conversations to ourselves. And I think when when you think about these things, for anyone listening, I want you to like, like see this. And I hope that what Annabelle has said has like really done justice for like how I've been feeling too throughout this whole conversation. Like legit, you still still you're still pouring into me as we're speaking. And I really want people to also take some of the stuff that you are saying now, understand that there is a journey here that we're all connected to, that there is interconnectedness to it, that there is this, you know, your journey, my journey might be different, modalities might be different, but this journey that we're all on, like, that's why the whole healing ninja journey, that's what I meant by that, right? It's like everyone is a healing ninja, but the journeys that we all go through to become or achieve whatever goal we have as a healing ninja is very different. How we experience it is very different. And so if there are things that people can look at beyond this conversation, right? Because like totally y'all, y'all, I'm going to definitely share Annabelle's, you know, Instagram, all your info, your website, everything. But if there are other resources, specific resources or things that people can do after they hear this episode, because I know if they listened that they are going to feel what I am feeling, what could they do next to just continue embarking on this journey or reach out in some way intentionally to you or to other spaces that might exist or resources that you might know of? Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you, Hernan. So, you know, I, I love that you brought up the word interconnectedness, right? Because that we none of us exist alone or independent of ourselves. We love this word independence, right? But really at the core of it, we actually get sick when we are not around others. We are built for connectivity. We are built for relationship. And yet nobody taught us how to be in relationship, which is why we end up in fucked up relationships. (laughs) Yeah, except (laughs) las novelas. Um, But, you know, one film that I really uh, recommend so that you can get the visuals, because I really feel like visuals really help to give context for what we're speaking into um there's this film called fantastic fungi and that that film is is so amazing it's talking about mushrooms and you know like the the story of mushrooms in the world right but it also gives these beautiful images into how how it works in this interconnected way and when i saw that film i thought wow that is exactly how it feels when you drop into that space where you connect it to everything else and, and you're a part of it, right? So mm-hmm. I, I really recommend watching that movie, Fantastic, Fantastic Fungi. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really it's really amazing. And another thing that I love is journaling. You know, journaling. Whenever I feel really low or really high, and typically when I feel really high, it'll be voice notes that I give to myself, right? But when I feel really good, I, I, I record myself and I send messages to the one that's not going to feel good, mm. you know? So because in that moment, I'm feeling good. I'm like, the sun is shining, you know, life is good, you know? And, and I send messages to the Annabelle that's not going to feel good. And mm. when I'm in those low places, what I do is I write out, like I just, I just free write. So I allow myself to write like, yeah, like life fucking sucks. Why am I even doing this? You know, like I'll just let myself kind of pour that out. Or if I am angry, 
I allow myself to to have what I call uh, well, I didn't come up with this. Someone out there did, but conscious tantrums. You know, mm. where I'll actually go in my room and I'll set a timer for like three minutes and I'll just be like, fuck this, that, 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 just like, just go until I'm tired. Because, you know, we get to that point where we're just like, oh, I'm exhausted, right? So, and what that does is that it allows the energy that's inside of you to move. Because whenever mm. we start feeling heavy is because we're not moving our emotional energy, mm. you know? And so when we're feeling really low, I always say, go to the ocean or go to the woods, you know, connect because there's an intelligence in the earth. And really that's our first mother, right? Like that's our mother earth. We, we That's what we call it. And there's an intelligence. And if you, there's studies showing that when you go and you spend time in nature, it allows your nervous system to relax, like to come into coherence, mm -hmm. right? Um, I, I feel like it's a really important first step to learn how to self-soothe, you know? And so these tools that I'm, I'm, I'm saying, they're self-soothing, you know? Because mm -hmm. if, you, if you can show up for yourself, it's gonna be very difficult to ask for what you need mm -hmm. or to find the spaces that can support you. You know, so we all want help, but we are, we suck at asking for what we need, you know, a lot of us. And so when I, I begin to understand like, okay, and my inner child needs this. Oh, one really cool thing that I have my clients do a lot is that when they're really triggered or like upset to ask themselves, how old do I feel in this moment? Because. I feel like I'm well, in a constant state of eight years old then. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, these are these are aspects in us that are frozen in time. Mm. And so it could have been through a trauma that happened when I was 12 years old that now has been in the body, you know, because our body remembers everything. Our, even though our mind protects us um, and in psychology, these are, you know, it, it kind of becomes like these secret co compartments where we put trauma so that we can keep on living. Mm. But it becomes all these separate outside of ourselves, but they're still there. So at some point, and, and this is what's so beautiful, is that you wouldn't be coming to this, Adnan, if you weren't prepared for it. If, mm. if a higher intelligence didn't know that you cannot take this, you wouldn't be coming to it. You know, Because mm. there's a self-protection mechanism that wouldn't allow you to access the things you're accessing. Remember, survival, we're, we are born to survive. Like, that's why I always say we, we don't need to worry about how to survive. Healing allows us to thrive. And that's when we step up, you know. And so we're already, you're mm. going to survive because that you're, you don't even have to think about how to survive. Your body will move into survival, right? But, we, but what we have to learn is that we're not always in, we don't need to be in survival mode all the time. Mm. You know, we can, we can actually relax so that we can allow ourselves to thrive. Mm. And, and, and really inner child work is, is that, right? Because it's res restoring yes. that inner child that felt abandoned, that felt like it wasn't heard, it wasn't seen, it didn't belong. And that, those, that's where all our triggers are coming from. Mm. You know, and that's what, that's the weather, that's the clouds, that's the storms that keep us from the sunlight that is our divine right, you know, mm. and, and 
and we, you know, right now we're, there's so much talk about justice, you know, justice. And I love this because I feel that the ultimate justice on the planet is for humans to embody their divine light. That's the ultimate justice, you know, mm-hmm. because everything tries to keep us from doing that. These systems are in place to keep us divided, to keep us fighting, to keep us in drama and not being able to access the Dharma, that mm. deeper call, you know? So, Oof. yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Nothing but gems, diamonds, oh, the whole spectrum of, of beauty that exists out there with everything you just shared. And I really want to thank you for doing something throughout the course of this whole conversation that I am st- trying to get to or learn to do, which is to be able to continue speaking about healing and this journey and what it means and still show people my humanity at the same time, right? Like when you talked a little bit about conscious tantrums, right? Like it, mm-hmm. for a second there, I could picture Annabelle like going into a room and just locking herself and being like, oh my freaking God, and just cursing the world yep. out. Yep. <laughs> and it, it, it paints a really like solid picture for people who are doing this work right that like we have our moments we feel anger we feel sadness we feel anxious we feel all of these emotions and that the most beautiful piece of it as you sort of concluded with right now is that we need to be able to step into those emotions and use them and call upon them when we need them but also when they are out of our control to give them a way of healthy expression but not even healthy but just a way of expressing Yes. It protects us and keeps us going with yeah. the flow of whatever's happening. I am still developing that. Um, this whole conversation was like, yo, mental notes being taken for things. <laughs> Conscious tantrums. This whole recording yeah. that I'm in <laughs> might serve as that. <laughs> yeah. But- and, and even that, like, and then it's like, there, there's anger is constructive. You know, mm-hmm. when it's channeled in the right way, it's, it's, it's not anger that we've you know, that is unhealthy is what we do with it. And ju- just with all our emotions, it's not that they exist because they're what makes us human, mm-hmm. you know? So, w- w- you know, if we, if we cut them off, it doesn't allow a certain aspect of our humanity to express, you mm-hmm. know, and they're there. They're, you know, just like, like I've learned to, how can I use my emotions or like even those upheaval like when it just feels like I just want to throw up how could I actually use it to support me not to destroy me you know because and 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 this it makes such a difference because the people around you and unfortunately we end up hurting those that we love the most you know because when we do that when we feel uh, an intimate connection to those that we love So they're the ones that get to see the real us, you know? And so we end up hurting them when we don't know how to master our own reactions, you know, our own expressions. And uh, Viktor Frankl has a beautiful quote, and he was a a survival of the Holocaust, you know, and and Mm. he wrote a book on like how, what he saw there and how he survived it, you know, but he talks about that between the, the, between that trigger and the reaction, there is a moment, there is a space. And when we learn to identify that space and make and start to make it bigger, you know, that's emotional intelligence. Then we don't go from trigger to reaction. We go from trigger to pause 
and and then now I I can actually say, do I want to do that or do I mm-hmm. or am I going to go and lock myself in the room instead? <laughs> you know. And same with grief. You know, I do the same thing with grief. I have one week in a month that I reserve for grief because right now with everything that's going on in the world, it's not about me not looking at what's going on. It's I I want to look at it, but I'm also not going to allow it to flood me because mm-hmm. there's work to do. And what that flooding does, it, it paralyzes me, you know, so I'm going to, I'm going to see everything that's going on. I'm going to take in that. And I'm also going to grieve it. You know, I'm going to allow my body to feel it and grieve it so that I can know what is the, what is the highest way my energy can serve all of this chaos, you know? And I think that's really important to, to see now because so many times we don't want to look at things because we don't know what to do with it, you know? And it's not that we don't care. You know, it's not that we that we don't care what's happening to the Asian community or to the black community or to the brown community. It's not that we don't care. It's that we don't have the tools to really be present for it with it uh, without allowing it to like just drown us, yes, overwhelm us or paralyze us. Right. Mm, that is so true. We do allow ourselves to get paralyzed very easily. I say that for myself, y'all. Um, I think I I do a lot of it. And what you just said about not allowing the floodgates to just, you know, kind of open whenever they want. I'm learning how to, you know, realize that I have control over my own floodgate as we speak. So I really want to thank you for that mental picture. And, you know, and I I can't I can't I can't literally express in any words how thankful I am for for you because you give a good round out for all of the interviews we've had to date. And I just want to honor you by telling you that I hope that I can continue building with you a community and support for people who need this space. And more importantly, though, how can people reach you? How can people support you? What are some things or anything that maybe they can tune into once this episode goes out? Yeah, thank you. So, and and of course, you know, we're in this together. Like, I I have this thing of like... if it's not win-win, I don't want to be a part of it, you know, and because that's what we're here for, like to remind each other and like speak life into each other when we forget, you know, there may be maybe moments I forget and I'm like, Hernan, you know, remind me, why are we doing this again? <laughs> you know, but it's I'm because <laughs> we, yes. And we, we need that. Right. Um, so you can find me on Instagram, which is probably where I'm the most active on uh, Instagram, it's Annabelle.Riscarra. That's my handle. Um, and then I just started actually doing playing with this Clubhouse app. I don't know mm-hmm. if you're familiar with it. And uh, and I'm I'm doing a, I have a Gene Keys club on there, but I'm also gonna start doing Spanish classes on there. And I'll start like you know just sharing a little bit more of that I really like that platform because it's audio only. Yeah. And it's it's not recorded, so you kind of have to be there. But um, my website's annabelvizcarra.com. And yeah, just come on and follow me and we'll see where the flow goes, you know, and and uh, and we're all learning and growing and deepening together. And uh, and thank you so much for your time, for your time, Hernan, and also for the people who are listening. Thank you. It is no coincidence that you're listening to this um, episode. So I really want to invite you to get intimate with that sun. Get intimate yes. with that divine light because that's the only place where we're going to finally feel that we belong, that we are worthy, 
that we are here walking on purpose. We're not just some freaking random accident of the universe. You know, we're, mm. we are here together. And, and especially for our, our, um, our culture, you know, our, our culture is so important. We're going through a big transformation, you know, and we're being asked to let go of a lot of these poverty stories, lack stories, this like, you know, sort of oppressive story, you know, and we have to alchemize that so that we can really tap into that, that divine self that we truly are. Mm. I think we're in a healing revolution, y'all. That's, that's, the, that's yeah. literally the energy I just got when you were saying that. I'm like, we're in a healing revolution, everybody. I, I call it the healing revelation. Hey. That's what, <laughs> you know, it's like, we are being, we are just allowing ourselves to be revealed for who we truly are. So, mm. Thank you. Thank you, Annabelle, for all of that, for being here. I appreciate you, hermana. I am, like I said, I, I can't you thank are. you enough. And for everyone listening, I will share all the details that she shared about how to get in touch with her, where to follow her. I will put it on the podcast description. Um, but thank you and again. Share it. Share this message with anyone that you feel would benefit, because really that's that that's the purpose of this platform, too, is that not only do you come here to receive light and to, you know, receive that, but also to share it because the more we share, the more that we receive as well. So, yes. Shameless you. plug. Definitely subscribe, <laughs> share, put it out there, y'all. I, I yes. can't thank you enough for that mini shout out there. But gracias, Annabelle. I, I appreciate you and welcome to the Healing Ninjas community. Yay. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast and follow us at Healing Ninjas on all social media platforms. If you're interested in sharing your own story, we'd love to hear from you. Go to www.healingninjas.org and sign up to be featured. We look forward to sharing your journey next.